the Holy Ghost to minister these words to your people. I thank you they are receptive to them. I thank you the light, the faith, the understanding that's in your word will get into their heart. And I thank you that their faith will grow in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to talk this morning about, uh, and, it, and it kind of is along the line, uh, praise God, of uh, establishing us in the original Christian faith. But I'm going to be talking about two kinds of knowledge today. Two kinds of knowledge. There is a knowledge uh, that man has that comes through the five physical senses. You know, if man didn't have the five physical senses operating, he couldn't contact this natural physical world and gain any kind of knowledge whatsoever. So we have knowledge that comes through the five physical senses. But then there's a different kind of knowledge that's beyond the five physical senses. And this knowledge is called revealed knowledge or revelation knowledge. Paul said in Galatians chapter 1 verse 11 and 12, he said, I certify to you, brethren, that the gospel which is preached by me is not according to man. I neither received it from man, neither was I taught it, but it came by a revelation from Jesus Christ. So Jesus revealed to him so much of this dispensation of the church to where he got a clear understanding, praise God, of grace, of the commands, of the, uh, of the plan of God for this age, this church age. He got that by revelation. He did not get it by, by studying it out or figuring it out with his natural mind. Uh, but he got it by a special revelation. Praise God that was communicated to him from the Lord. So it's called revealed knowledge. Let me read 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So there is a knowledge that comes from God and from Jesus. It says, according as his divine power, which the world knows nothing about, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Praise God. We're going to tap into this through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and to virtue. Praise God. So we can see the apostle is talking about a different kind of knowledge here. Uh, Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, uh, The secret things belong to the Lord, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. So if it's in the Bible, if it's revealed to us, these things belong to us. Yes. Praise God. And you know, you can take the Bible personally. If it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, you could say Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law. Yes. If it says by whose stripes ye were healed, you could say by his stripes I am healed. Yes. You can, you can pretty much just put me there because the Bible said God has no respect to persons. He said in another place, when I say to one, I say to all. Yes. Praise God. So you could just take it personally as though God's talking right to you because really he is. Yes, that's right. You know? But he said, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask? You can, you can say, how much more will the Heavenly Father give me the Holy Ghost if I ask? And he'll give you the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Amen? Amen. 
And I know most of you already got the Holy Ghost. So you already found out that that's true. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But the Word of God is true. Now, the word revelation means divine truth revealed by God to human beings. Revealing and making known facts that would not otherwise be known. Now, we could, we could ask ourselves, well, we know that when we get knowledge in the natural, we can act on facts. And if they really are facts, anybody can act on them. And it'll work the same, you know, if it's mathematics, if it's, you know, things with geology, I mean, whatever, biology, whatever the case might be. Uh, if they're facts, they'll work for anybody, won't they? You know, anybody can put it to the test and it'll work if it's, if it's uh, actual facts and you know how to put it to the test. Yes. But can we act on the, on the Word of God the same way? Can we act on the facts that are given to us in the Bible. Well, let me tell you this. The Bible says in James 1.22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Or you'll deceive your own self. He says in verse 25, whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty, which is the word of God, it is the perfect law that will set you free in every area of your life. Your spirit, your soul, your body, your finances, your social life, your family life. Praise God. It's the perfect law of God. Hallelujah. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. It says, more to be desired is it than fine gold. Yes, than much fine gold. Hallelujah. And so James also read, whosoever uh, looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. Yeah. So he said, if you do this information, if you do the information that God gave you, you will be blessed in your deeds. So obviously, he's encouraging us to act on this information. Yeah. Now Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 24 through 27, he said, Whosoever cometh to me and hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will show you to whom he's like. He's like a wise man that built his foundation upon a rock, dig deep and built his foundation on a rock. He said, Then the rains came and the winds blew and the waves beat upon that house, and it could not fall because it was founded upon a rock. But whosoever comes to me and hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, I will liken him unto a foolish man that built his house on the sand. Yes. And the rains came, the winds blew, and the waves beat upon that house, and it collapsed, and great was the fall of it. So there we see Jesus encouraging us to be a wise man and to act upon the knowledge that he's given us. Yes. How many know the Lord's not trying to figure things out? You know, he's not, he don't turn to the father and say, Father, did I, did I get that right or did I, are we all mixed up here? You know, no, he's not saying that. Praise God. Normal Hayes would say, I always remember, God's not trying to figure things out. Amen. And the Bible said all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So, uh, hallelujah. Now, let me give you another scripture. This is a good one. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. 
It says, knowing this first. Say that, knowing this first. That's what God wants you to know first. Amen. Praise God. That's why. What does that mean in the Greek? It means knowing this first. That's why they translated it that way. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private human interpretation. Yes. Do you ever hear somebody say, oh, there's 50 interpretations of what the Bible says? No, there's not. You know, that's like you say something, somebody says, oh, there's 50 interpretations of that. You say, wait a second, no, there's not. Well, that's what God's saying. No, there's not. Knowing this verse, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private human interpretation, for prophecy did not come at any time by the will of man. No man just decided to start writing this book. Matter of fact, there's a lot in this book man would have never wrote. Yeah. You know, would, if you were making up something, would you write, would you write in there, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water? <laughs> you just never would have wrote that. <laughs> But God knew that the gift of tongues, speaking in tongues, would come out of your belly. Yes. Praise God. But a natural man wouldn't know that, you know. So knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scriptures of any private human interpretation. For prophecy did not come at any time by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved upon by the Holy Ghost. Yes. So these prophets and these apostles... As they were moved upon in Jesus, the Bible said God in times past spoke unto Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. God in times past spoke unto the fathers by the prophets. God spoke by the prophets. You know, there's a number of scriptures that say that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by, through the prophet. Of the Lord through the prophet. Over 2,000 times in the Old Testament it says, thus saith the Lord. So it really is the Lord talking, but it's through the man. God uses man's tongue. To get his word into the earth. Because God gave man dominion in the earth. During this set time period. So now he uses man. To get his word into the earth. So the holy men of God. Spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And God spoke in times past. Unto the fathers by the prophets. It says. But in these last days he's spoken to us through his son. Who he made the heir of all things. By whom also he made the worlds. Amen. Praise God. And so through the apostles and prophets and his son and certain other men of God, God released his word into the earth. That makes the Bible the word of God. It is not the word of men. It is absolute. It's impossible for God to lie. Jesus said not a dotting of the I or crossing of the T could possibly fail. He said heaven and earth will pass away. My words will never pass away. So these words, that's why when we talk about the original Christian faith, we're talking about getting back to the words of God. Enough of all this stuff, men making up things, making up ritual, well, we'll just sprinkle the kids. I mean, they just make up stuff. Men make up all, they did it back in Jesus' day, and then when he came preaching the word, they wanted to destroy it. <laughs> you know? And they were supposed to be the keepers of the faith. No, Jesus stayed right with the word. That's why you'll always see Jesus say, Jesus say things like, it is written, and have you never read? And you hear what the Holy Ghost said through David, you know? Yes. Praise God. He'll, he would say things like that because he knew it was the word of God. He said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. The Bible is the word of God. It's not the word of men. 
It's supernatural. I went down to Columbia with my wife and we preached the baptism of the Holy Ghost out of the Word of God. And there was over 3,000 people got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Lord, what, what caused them to get baptized in the Holy Ghost when I told the words out of this book? God, the Lord Jesus, Amen. baptized them in the Holy Ghost, just like this book said he would. It shows us the book is divine. Yes. There's something supernatural working with this book. And Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Bible is the word of God. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 2.13, I thank God without ceasing. He said, when you heard the word which you received from us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. Which also works effectually in you that believe. If you will believe God's word, it goes to work. Something starts happening. Something is released. The power of God. Paul said the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that will believe it. Yes. Praise God. So you got the power of God working with the word of God. And the Bible is the word of God. The Bible calls itself the word of God. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23 through 25. How many here are born again? The Bible said you're born again of his own will began you with his word of truth. The Bible said you're born again of incorruptible seed by the word of God which lives and abides forever. And it goes on to say in 1 Peter 1 verse 23 through 25, all flesh is like grass and the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth and the flower thereof fadeth away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Hallelujah. So you've been born of the word of God. That's the seed is the word of God. And it got into your heart, praise God, and you got born again. It lives and abides forever. That's why this book will work today just like it worked 2,000 years ago. That's why nothing's changed. The gifts of the Holy Ghost haven't changed. The obeying God statements haven't changed. Nothing's changed. It's exactly the same as Jesus taught it and the apostles taught it. It's exactly. Everything in it is exactly the same. See, but men over the years have watered it down. They've added to it. They've taken away from it. They've done this. They've done that. And so on and so forth. But you really can't do it with the Word of God. It's never going to change the Word of God. That's why we always got to listen to what the Word says. Hearkening to the voice of His Word. My sheep hear my voice. And follow me. He said. It's the voice of His Word. We're following. Now, natural man's knowledge is limited to his study of the physical universe. The greatest scientist that is not born again on earth knows absolutely nothing about spiritual realities. He knows nothing about the new birth, knows nothing about the baptism in the Holy Ghost. He knows nothing about the kingdom of God. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he can't perceive, he can't see the kingdom of God. Why? The man's spiritually dead. His spiritual sense is not in contact with the spirit realm. When you get born again, your spirit is in contact with God. That's why you're aware of God. But the greatest uh, intellectual, you know, there's this one guy, you know, the theory of everything, he wrote some kind of book. 
Yeah, no, do, you, do you know who that guy is? He's in a wheelchair and everybody thinks he's a great intellect. He was Hawkins. Yeah. Well, he died. I'm, I feel sad for him because he didn't know the Lord. He didn't know what, what in the world's going on. They come up with all, you know, and, and they fill in the blanks with drawings. You know, they're looking at things, well, if, if there's no God that made it, it's got to take millions of years. But what about a God that can speak? The Bible said by the word of the Lord where the heavens made, that can just speak and heavens come into existence. It's not going to take them long, just a sentence. That's why it's called universe. Universe means one spoken sentence. Hallelujah. I think that's called universe for a reason. God just speaks and things happen. Paul yes. said through Hebrews 11.3, through faith we understand the worlds were brought into existence by the word of God. Well, how long does it take then? Earth be. Boom. Earth was. You know. Sun be of the sky. Booms. The sun's in the sky. I mean, that's just the kind of God we serve. He's a creator. He don't need, he don't need to get, well, we got to get Jesus. We got to gather all these molecules together. This is going to take us a good million years to make that sun. Don't take God no million years to make a sun or moon or stars or Jupiter or Mars. <laughs> Praise God. He can do things fast. As a matter of fact, they say when you get to the speed of light, time stops. That's, that's what, the, you know, because they have atom smashers and they get them close and they look at it and they say it's slowing down. And, and one of them said, if you get, ever get to the speed of light, you'd be able to be everywhere at once. Isn't that interesting? God is light. The Bible said he dwells in light. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't say God has light. It says he is light. He's a being of light. And tremendous power. And he lives in Praise us. God. Amen. Now 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now the natural man receives not the things that be of the Spirit of God. And they are foolishness to him. It says, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So the natural man that's still cut off from God, he can't know the things of God. He can't know the things of the kingdom of God's spirit realm stuff. He just can't. He's cut off. His, you know, it's like a blind man trying to see. He can't see. That faculty is not operating. That's not functioning. He has no way to contact things seen. If he's never seen a day in his life, you could say there's big fluffy white things floating through the sky. You know? And he, he, would, he could just say, I don't believe a word of it. Well, everybody else that can see can see those clouds up there. But he has no way of contacting it. If he was going to take it, he'd just have to take it by faith that what you tell him is true. See, or anything else that you can see. Or if he couldn't hear, you can't contact the things heard. Couldn't, you know. I just see they had this little baby that could not hear. And they, they put some kind of device onto the little baby and planted in the baby's brains. All of a sudden, the baby could hear. So they come up with this uh, certain device. The mom was crying and everything. As soon as her baby, they could see that the baby could respond to it like that. But before that, there was no response from the child because he couldn't hear See, if a faculty is not functioning, then there's no way for you to contact one of those five realms of life. 
you know, seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, or smelling. Like that. There would be no way for you to contact the physical universe if, if none of it was functioning. You'd have no way of contacting nothing. You'd be locked in your body. Now, it's the same thing. The greatest scientist that there is on earth, if he's not born again, he can't understand the simplest things of the kingdom of God. You have more knowledge than he does spiritually. He knows nothing about these things. But the Bible said what in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 2.9, What eye has not seen, neither ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of men, the things that God prepared for them that love them, but God has revealed them to us by His Spirit. For His Spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. Yes. It says, For what man knows the thoughts of a man except the man's own spirit which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. It says, Now we have received not the Spirit of this world, but the Spirit who has come from God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So we as born-again believers, not only is our spirit born again, praise God, what is born of the Spirit is spirit, and uh, what is born of the flesh is flesh, but what is born of the Spirit is spirit. But we not only were born of the Spirit received eternal life, but also, praise God, we got filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes. The Spirit of God. And He's come to lead us and guide us. To help us to learn to live the way Jesus would live. Amen. 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 So there's something at work in a Christian that the world knows nothing about. The Bible said, he that has the Son has the life. He that has not the Son of God does not have the life. Yes. Born again Christians have a life that this world knows nothing about. Yes. But the spirit of truth is in the spirit-filled believer. And he makes divine truth real to us. Yes. Really, the spirit of truth is the spirit of reality. Yes. Praise God. We found reality. You found Jesus, you found reality. Hallelujah. But without, the, without being born again, especially without being being filled with the Holy Ghost, people are limited to their five senses. They're limited to the natural five physical senses. So they're locked in. So don't get disturbed if they argue with you. They just don't know. They just don't get it. They just can't get it. You know? What are you so much of that Jesus stuff for? Because I know Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's what God said in this new covenant. He said, all will know me from the least of them to the greatest. Yes. We know the Lord. Glory. How? Intuitively. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. What is it? intuition? That's a function of your human spirit. That part of you was quickened. Proverbs 20, 27 says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. That's where he gives you light. Praise God. It's in your spirit. Romans 8, 16 says, the spirit of God bears witness with our spirits. That we are the children of God. So there's something there bearing witness with our spirit. And that something is the Holy Ghost. Yes. And then, and then it says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Praise God. And the Holy Ghost is leading you out of a walk of being dominated by, by the flesh into a walk in the spirit. Yeah. More and more. You're getting pruned. Yes. But that's a good thing because you're bringing forth more good fruit. You're just getting pruned of the evil. You know, but that's good. Amen. Say that's good. Say that's good, Pastor. That's good, Pastor. Hallelujah. 
So much of the Bible is directed towards the spiritual side of life. So natural man again, all he knows about is what the five senses reveal. And without these five senses, he would know nothing about life. The Bible said in Ephesians 4.18, the natural man is alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in him. See, he's ignorant. People, are, people that are not born again, they're ignorant. They're ignorant that this is real. This is, Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is not a denomination. Christianity is a divine human relationship. Praise God. You actually come in contact with the living God. And there's hundreds of millions of people in the earth that have come in contact, which shows us that what Jesus said about born again is true. There's hundreds of millions of people that have been born again. Praise God. And Jesus said a man must be born again to perceive. And you can go anywhere in the world. We went over to the Philippines and preached over there and we talked to Christians there. And you know what? We could sit down and have a conversation about Jesus. They know the same Jesus I know. And you can go anywhere. We went down to South America and, and preached the gospel down there. And, and we talked to those people. They know the same Jesus I know. Amen. Well, how's that? Because there's only one Jesus. That's right. <laughs> Praise God, when you get born again, you come in contact with Him. Yes. Hallelujah. Something changes on the inside of you. Amen. A new heart He gave you and a new spirit He put within you. That's there. You start to change. Yield to that change. Don't go back, you know, put off the old man and put on the new man. Don't go back to want to cling on to the things of the old man. Which the Bible says is corrupt according to all of its deceitful lust. But put on the new man. Yes. Which is created in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. So when you're born again, you receive this spiritual life from God. It's the life of God. It's the same uncreated life that's in God. And in Jesus. And in the Holy Ghost. Yes. See, that's what eternal life is. It's the life of God. When it gets in you, the same life that's in God, then God's in you. And you have a relationship with God. Because you have the same life in you God has in Him. Yes. Now not everybody on earth is a child of God. Only those with the life of God. Amen. As many as received Christ, the Bible said, to them He gave power to become the sons of God. Yes. That means you weren't the son of God, but now you are a son of God. Yes. Or daughter of God. Because now you got the life of God in you. There's just something different. Hallelujah. And it's changing you from the inside out. Which is good. The more you hear the word, praise God, the word of life. He said these words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The more you hear these words and you let your heart receive these words, the more you start to change. You yield to the word. Praise God. The Bible said you purify your soul by obeying the truth, the word through the spirit. So people who have the life of Christ, the life of God in them, it's called the life of Christ and the life of God, praise God, they're aware that there's more here than meets the natural eye. Yes. Hallelujah. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and, and they know this because they've contacted God. You know, I, I tell the story when I, when I got saved and 
People witnessed to me, then I started looking in the Bible. I'd get a little condemned, close it back up, go have my beer, go play my rock and roll. And, and uh, then I'd get curious again, go back, and then one day God spoke to me right through the Bible and it caused me to jump up and re get run to the bedroom and repent. I felt so guilty, so bad about the way I was living because God gave me a revelation. He told me I was an abomination. Bible said as many as call on the name of the Lord that will be saved. I did it. I didn't know what happened. But I started being aware he's around me all the time. I was even starting to ask the Lord, why do you keep following me around everywhere? <laughs> That's because I had got his life in me. Yes. Praise God. He's right there. He said, I'm with you always. I didn't, I didn't know that. Praise God. When you first come to the Lord, you know, you can still be doing some things wrong, but if you're ignorant, of it, you know, he's still right there. There's first the willing mind that says. Hallelujah. You may not even know how you know. You may not even be able to explain it. Now, I believe the book that I've, I've got coming out in, in, within a couple weeks here, exp, you know, it's the best explanation. It just came out of me. It's the best explanation I could give or that I've seen out of any track or anything of being born again and what, what it is and why everybody needs it in order to enter the kingdom of God and escape the gates of hell. And so hopefully, praise God, we're going to reach a lot of people with it. We ordered 10,000 right off the bat. Now we're going to make, it, make these available to you free. And you can hand out as many as you want. And do the work of the Lord. You'll get rewarded for it at the resurrection of the just. Praise God. You don't know how many people might come to the Lord. If you'll just do it, take it. John said, these things are written that you might believe. Hallelujah. Believe it. You might have life through his name. So the written word of God can work and preach for itself. You hand it out. Amen? Amen. The spoken word or the written word. Yes. Hallelujah. Now, the spirit of truth makes divine truth real to us. Then I'm going to read from uh, Romans chapter 8. We're going to look at uh, verse 5. It says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. See, we're after the things of the Spirit. But the Bible said those, goes on to say, in a few verses, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So those that are not in the Spirit, it says, but you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if the Spirit of God dwells in you. So you are people who are in the Spirit. Praise God. You're not just in the flesh, you're in the spirit. And so you have a tendency, if you, if you just allow that to work in you, you have a tendency towards the things of the spirit. 
And you should follow that because the Holy Spirit is leading you. The Bible said, uh, if you then be risen with Christ, Colossians 3, 1 and 2, uh, then set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. Amen. For you are dead to this world and you're alive to God. Yes. So, and you are risen with Christ. If you're born again, you're risen with Christ. You were dead in trespasses and sins, but the Bible said he quickened you together with Christ. He raised you up spiritually. You've been resurrected Amen. from your state of death yeah. into life. Yeah. Praise God. Quicken together with Christ. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So now it says, set your mind on these things. Yeah. I mean, you can do natural things. God's given us richly, the Bible said, all things to enjoy. So you can, you, there's a lot of stuff you can enjoy in the natural. He put, put us in a natural world. But he should seek first my kingdom. So we got to put spiritual things. On the top of the list. Amen? That we're spiritually minded. That we think in a spiritual kind of a way. Yes. So remember, the Bible is spiritual knowledge. It's revealing things to us. Praise God that we couldn't know otherwise. <coughs> it's spiritual knowledge. Now, again, knowledge in the natural realm is dependent on the five senses. But knowledge in the spiritual realm is dependent on God's written word and God's spirit. See, so there's another avenue of knowledge that we have available to us as Christians. In Colossians chapter 1, let me read verse 9. Paul said, for this cause also, since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you. And desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. And to all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Praise God. So that was his prayer. That could be your prayer for yourself. That you be filled with the knowledge of God's will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. See, that's a Holy Ghost anointed prayer. Amen. 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 Paul prayed for the church at Colossae. Obviously, he believed that it would have some effect or he wouldn't have prayed. He said, since I heard of your faith and everything, I pray that you might be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So, you know, at different times, pray that for yourself. Yes. Paul prayed that the eyes of their understanding would be flooded with light. Praise God. So we are people that in our spiritual walk, we're dependent not on the five senses. We walk by faith, not by sight. We're dependent upon the Holy Ghost and the Word of God when it comes to walking in the spiritual things yes. of God. We have to depend on the Holy Ghost and on God. Praise God. Uh, God's word. Hallelujah. Now, when God first made man, I mean, he knew God. He walked with God in the garden at the cool of the day, had fellowship with God. He lived in both realms of existence. But when he sinned, the Bible said death entered the world, and he got cut off from the spiritual kingdom of God, and he lost eternal life. He lost the life of God that was in him. 
God said, on the day you eat thereof of that tree, you'll surely die. Well, he still had his own spirit, soul, and body, so that part didn't die. He was still alive physically, so that ain't would die. Well, what died? Ephesians 4.18 reveals he lost the life of God. He died. He became dead in trespasses and sins. Ephesians 2.1. Dead to God. Cut off from God and God's kingdom. But see, when you get born again now, you repent of the sins of your life that caused death. You ask God to forgive you. Well, then the blood of Jesus can wash that all away. And then he can impart the gift of eternal life in you. And, and unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ, Ephesians 4, 7 says. So he gives us life and grace so we can become sons of God and have victory over the devil and, and so on that Adam fell subject to when he submitted to Satan. Now God's given you dominion over the devil, so I give you power over all the power of the enemy. It says, they that have received the abundance of grace and the gift of life will reign as kings in the realm of life. So he says, so don't let sin reign in your life anymore. In other words, we don't have to let it. You could let it, but you don't have to let it. Because now, there's things in you. God said, I'll put my spirit in you and cause you to walk according to my statutes. And you'll keep my judgments and do them. See, so God gives us his life, his grace, his blood, his word, his name, his spirit, his anointing, his presence. He gives us all these things so we can be overcomers. Praise God. So whether you realize it or not, you're an overcomer. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believes Jesus is the Son of God? You are an overcomer. You can overcome anything of Satan's kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for that. Glory to God. See, man was spiritually cut off from God. Man became subject to the five physical senses, so he had to learn how to make weapons and different things. You know, really before that, he had dominion through his words. He commanded the animals. He had dominion over the fish of the sea. I know, I know, I've heard about preachers that got real good about about taking dominion over the fish. Can, can I tell you a little story about one preacher? Sure. I believe he has no reason to lie about it. But he would go fishing, and because the Lord said uh, he gave man dominion over the fish of the sea, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So he'd go fishing with other people, and he would take dominion over the fish, and he'd be pulling up fish one after another, and these guys wouldn't be catching nothing in the same boat. But then he, one time he was fishing and, and the fish was a, putting up a good fight and snapped his line and got his favorite lure. And he spoke to that fish, give it back. Amen. Now he has no reason, this guy has no reason to lie. Bible says liars will have to part of the lake of fire. So I'm sure he's not going to lie about it. Amen. You know, just for what? Within the hour, that fish jumped out of the water and spit that lure back in the boat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, you know, it, it's, that, that's not so unreasonable because Jesus told Peter to go fishing, didn't he? When he asked about tax money, go fishing, he said, and the first fish you pull up with a hook, he'll have a coin in his mouth. Amen. Take the coin out of the fish's mouth and pay our taxes. Amen. 
Let him have a fish dinner. So why should we think it's strange if the preacher, whom Jesus said the works that I do, shall you do also? Why should we think it's strange if he told him to give that lure back, that that fish didn't jump out of the water and spit the lure back? See, everything's according to your faith. Man had dominion. Now, I've heard of these Christians that were a grizzly bear, you know, they were in grizzly bear country. And they were just walking through the field, and all of a sudden the grizzly bear saw, saw them. And the grizzly bear looked and said, Ah, oh, dinner. You know? I'm going to have Christians today for dinner, over for dinner. And the bear took off after him. And now the bear's running about 30 miles an hour. They're running maybe 10 miles an hour. They're not going to be able to outrun that bear. So they turned around. They said, we're going to have to turn around and rebuke that thing. They turned around. This, this was on the 700 Club, a testimony. They turned around and rebuked that bear in the name of Jesus. And you stop and you get away from us. The bear hit its tracks. Stopped in its tracks. Turned around and took off like a saw ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. What? Man has dominion over the beasts of the earth. Why should we think it's strange? That's the way man used to, to rule the animals before the fall of man. Yes. After the fall, God had to put the fear of man on the animals, lest the animals kill because they're stronger and faster, lest they kill the human beings. And they didn't have the kind of weapons we got today and so on. So, uh, but man had dominion. Now, that does not mean go walk around by grizzly bears on purpose. That would be considered tempting the Lord. <laughs> you know? And it's a don't do that. But I believe if something was after you, you could rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You know? And uh, big angels would manifest. Maybe 12 foot angels would be standing there and that bear thing. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Turn around and take off the other way. You know? But uh, you see, th these things are revealed spiritually. That you have dominion. So you wouldn't know about that unless you found out about it in the Word of God. I give you power over all of the power of the enemy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. So, uh, well, there's a lot more notes here than I got time. Well, we've but, got time to listen. <laughs> praise God. But all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and there's no respect for persons with God. And the Gospels for every creature, all the world, all nations, whosoever will, as many as receive it, and so on. That's the kind of words God uses right, you know, in the Bible. So what he's telling us is, if it's for one, it's for the other one. You know, the devil wants you to feel like you're excluded. You're not. You're just as included as anybody else. Just as included as the Apostle Paul. As a matter of fact, he was the chief of sinners. And, and he was able to tap into the power of the kingdom of God. He, he called himself the chief. Because, <laughs> I, you know, you probably haven't been out there causing Christians to blaspheme the name of the Lord, throwing them in jail, breaking up their families, taking their belongings, putting them to death. Anybody here like that been doing that? Come up here, we'll pray for you. <laughs> you know, but you haven't been doing it. But Paul was doing that. So you didn't do as bad as Paul. 
And if the blood of Jesus could wash his sins away, the blood of Jesus could wash your sins away. All you got to do is repent and confess it. Thank God the blood will wash it away. Yes. Everybody say, thank God for the blood. Peter said, I perceive of a truth that God is no respecter of persons. Yes. So then when it says God so loved the world, you could say God so loved me. He was only begotten Son. And when it says how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Ghost to them to ask, you could say how much more will the Heavenly Father give me the Holy Ghost if I'll ask. And you could say out of my belly flows rivers of living water. You could say I am the righteousness of God in Christ. You can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can make it personal. As a matter of fact, some preachers, uh, fellow preachers, they came to the church and preached, and they sent me a personal Bible. And wherever it says something like, Christ has redeemed, pass for 10. That's, it's printed out now. Pass for 10 from the curse of the law. That the blessings of Abraham might come on, pass for 10. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. You can put your name there. Amen. Hallelujah. You can put your name there and say, that means me. Yes. I'm blessed. The Bible said, hold fast your confession of faith without waver. For God is faithful who has promised. Praise God. He's faithful to his word. That book belongs to you. Yes. And that is the book of God. Yes. That's why the original Christian faith is the same. All these changes people have made, or how they left big sections out, or we don't have to do that, or that's all a bunch of baloney. A lot of it is doctrines of devils. A lot of it is doctrines of men, commandments of men. We gotta just keep it the way it's written. Just keep the Bible as it's written. Yes. Because these are the words of God. Yes. Also, we are not of those who handle the word of God deceitfully. I mean, I don't want to stand before God and say, well, God, I told everybody else, everybody, half your book doesn't mean nothing. <laughs> no, not me, not Pastor Ted. <laughs> I reverence God too much. Amen. I reverence, reverence his word too much. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you to believe what Jesus and the apostles said, do whatever they said. <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to keep on telling you. Will keep coming. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Amen. Amen. Say thank God for His Word. Thank God for Amen. Give Him a shout of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for Your Word. Thank You for Your truth that sets us free. Thank You that Your Word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That it never changes. Hallelujah. Yes, the revelation knowledge of my word shall begin to manifest more and more in the earth. And it shall take root in the hearts of my people. And they shall realize that they can step out of the boat of life. 
They can step out on the water and walk in the supernatural. Walk by my spirit. Walk by what I said in the word. And these things will begin to manifest more and more in your life as you step out on the word of God, saith the Lord. Yes, more and more. More and more. More and more. These things will manifest more and more. So be bold. Be strong. Be courageous. In me, saith the Lord. And realize that my word is my word. And I will watch over my word to perform it. And you can go forth with my word. And you can bring great blessing to others around you, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank God, thank God. Well, maybe that's a part of the word. It's a tongues and interpretation. Yeah. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 through 14. Hallelujah. So if he wants to manifest it, he can manifest it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just praise him for a little bit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 If you need healing in your body or if you just need some kind of touch from God, 